It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. The more we report about this war in Ukraine, the more disturbing discoveries we find, particularly so in areas that for a moment were occupied by the Russian invading forces, but are now back in Ukrainian hands. These towns, villages, and most importantly, people have suffered through things no human should ever have to bear. I don't think anyone, myself included, could have imagined in the year 2022 that such atrocities would be taking place. We have seen as conflict journalists some of the worst of humanity. We've also seen some of the best of humanity. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. Civilians buried in mass graves, dangerous munitions and equipment left behind, and lives shattered. This is what we found left behind by Russian troops as they pull back from the suburbs of Kiev. We've been in the suburbs of the Ukrainian capital of Kiev now for just over a week, and the level of destruction is so significant. You have families who lost everything, those who stayed behind when Russian forces entered their towns. And it was literally hell on earth. We're speaking today with Fox News foreign correspondent Trey Yanks, who's back in Ukraine and speaking with people whose lives there will never be the same thanks to this Russian assault. They were watching as Russian tanks and artillery units fired on residential buildings. And in Borodyanka, one of the hardest hit areas outside of the capital, we saw apartment complexes that were just completely leveled. And there were still crews trying to work through the rubble, looking for the bodies of the residents of this town. But their work was slowed by the fact there were unexploded shells and also cluster bombs in the area. And so it just gives you a sense of the weapons that were used on the civilian population and also an idea of just how widespread the destruction really is. Blocks and blocks of neighborhoods completely leveled. Those houses that aren't leveled have the roofs ripped off of them. Some of them have damage from gunfire or explosions that took place nearby. And again, there were so many people in this town when the Russians took over, and and they just came to us with these harrowing stories of the terror that they lived through. And Trey, you've spoken to some of those people. What have they said? What kind of things have you seen out there? We spoke to one woman. She is 67 years old, and she was with her husband getting water from a well when we met her and she had questions for the Russians and for the families of Russian soldiers. And she kept repeating, why did you do this to us? Why? Really just trying to wrap her mind around how such atrocities could take place in the year 2022. Borodanka used to be occupied by the Nazis back in 1943. And it ultimately was liberated and the community went on to live quite an average normal life. It was a a pleasant town with some man-made lakes and different parks. 
and it turned into a firing range for these Russian troops who not only killed civilians, but also completely destroyed their sense of normalcy. Because those who survived went through such trauma in the experience that they will never forget what happened. We met another man on one of these streets that we were looking at, and he came out of his front yard and was talking to us like many people do. And so we interviewed him, and in the conversation, he almost casually said that he had to bury his neighbor in his backyard. So we went with this man to his vegetable garden, and there was a big mound of dirt, and it was covered with pieces of a roof. And at the end of the mound of dirt, a homemade wooden cross stood. And it was the gravesite where he had personally buried the man who lives next door after he was killed by Russian machine gun fire. And when you look into these people's eyes, you just see the sense of horror, the emptiness sometimes as they have lost all humanity. And I think that these individuals, we have met many, not only in Boryanka, but also in Bucha, where some of the atrocities took place outside the capital. And they have this common thread of just a loss of humanity and a loss of hope because they were treated not like humans by the Russians. They were treated like objects and they were abused and they were murdered and they were tortured all at the hands of these Russian forces. Trey, you talk about the look in the eyes of some of these people you've come across. I can tell by the tone of your voice that you're shaken up by seeing some of this. And I'm just curious, what's it like for you to go up to these people who have lived through the worst part of their lives, through things they could never have imagined happening, and say, hey, can I interview you? Can I talk to you? Can I let you tell your story? That must be difficult to approach these people who are going through literal hell. Yeah, it's the hardest part of our jobs, having to ask people about what they saw and have them recall the worst day of their lives. And it's part of our work as journalists to make sure that we can tell people what's happening on the ground in a place like Ukraine amid an active conflict. But it is quite difficult because saying, I'm so sorry this happened to you just doesn't feel like enough. And it's really all that you can do. Um, you know, we, we've covered conflicts all around the world, Iraq, Afghanistan, Lebanon, Gaza. And it's a difficult conversation to have. It's a difficult interview to do when you speak with anyone who's lost everything, lost a family member, maybe they were injured. But this conflict in particular, I have found it incredibly difficult to speak with people because there's nothing you can say. This man who buried his neighbor in his vegetable garden, he was almost guilty that he wasn't able to put the body further in the ground. He described how he used these pieces of a roof to cover the dirt because the dogs were trying to dig up this grave. And what do you say to someone like that? There's really nothing you can say. You can say, I'm sorry, this happened to you. Thank you for sharing your story. And then you move on to the next person that you're interviewing and you go back and you tell their story to our audience of millions of people in the best way you can. But there's just something about this story that no matter how many images we show, no matter how many people that we talk to, when you see the level of destruction and then you see 
how much people pay attention, it, it's it, it's difficult to wrap your mind around and, and to really like make people care. And I think that we have a unique opportunity working at Fox because they have committed so many resources to this story to make sure that we can tell our viewers about what happened and our listeners about what happened in the best and most coherent way possible. But you could devote 24 hours a day, seven days a week to this story and still not be able to fully capture it because the level and scale of destruction is that widespread. We're speaking today with Fox News foreign correspondent Trey Yanks, who's back in Ukraine and speaking with people whose lives there will never be the same thanks to this Russian assault. We'll have more coming up next. Trey, you were there right before the beginning of the war. You stayed through the beginning, took a break, came back to the United States, but now you're back in Ukraine. What are the differences you've noticed between your first time over there and now, and not only in how the war is going, but what about people's attitudes? We got to Ukraine before the war started, and we saw this country in a sense of normalcy. Things were tense. There was a real understanding there could be an invasion, but there was life, and there was a focus on people's dreams and aspirations. And while there was this understanding a war could take place, no one thought it would be at this scale. And I don't think anyone, myself included, could have imagined in the year 2022, that such atrocities would be taking place. And look, we have seen as conflict journalists some of the worst of humanity. We've also seen some of the best of humanity. But we see a lot of really terrible things. Um, watching as civilians are pulled out of a mass grave in the suburb of a capital city, it's surreal. And it's something you would only expect to read about in history books, but it is happening as you and I speak. We spent many days in Bucha as war crimes prosecutors dug up dozens and dozens of bodies from a mass grave. And it really painted a picture of just how difficult it was for these civilians during the Russian occupation. Many people we talked to confirmed that the Russians were not allowing them to bury the bodies of their loved ones or their neighbors. And when they were allowed to, they had to bury many people in mass graves. And it's just like this level of destruction and this level of trauma will stick with the Ukrainian people for generations. And so when I talk about how we tell this story and how we make people care about the story, it's complex because you can understand something bad is happening. And for many people, it's thousands of miles away. But to really get to the core of what this means for the Ukrainian people and how important it is to keep paying attention, even though we're more than 50 days into this invasion, I think those are the things that I think about a lot in our coverage. And I think I will continue to consider those as we tell these stories. Trey Yanks reporting from Ukraine as this war drags on. Trey, we appreciate your perspective and your work over there, too. And thank you, as always, for joining us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.